This is Triune's Tech Talk with your host, Keith Wheeler. Keith's going to be discussing new technology and how it impacts the business community. Technology is just about everywhere and is always changing. And Keith's going to be showing you how these changes impact your business and your everyday life. The other thing that I wanted to talk about too, yes. because this came out in the IPO, or no, sorry, did not come out, not come out uh, with the COO and the discussion of the IPO, mm -hmm. but it did come out um, on the Twitter feed this month. Okay, um, somebody asked Elon what the um, actual Starlink ground station was going to look like. Okay, and he said that it is a UFO on a stick. <laughs> His words, what not is, mine. What does that mean? His words, not <laughs> mine. Um, I have to believe that, again, it's about the size of a small pizza box, so I have to believe that it's probably about the size of a dinner plate, a big, good-sized dinner plate. Okay. And I'm guessing, I'm taking it as, at his word that it looks like a UFO with a stick in the middle and the bottom. That's the ground station. And that's the ground station. Okay. And he said, in his tweet, he said, you stick it in the ground, you turn it on, that's all you do. Okay. There's no more complicated setup than that. That's all you do, and it works. Interesting. And, well, it, it, and tell me, back up a little bit. What would the ground station be for? I don't get that. The ground station would be so that I could access the Starlink satellite. Oh, okay. Network. So the that's, uh, that's, okay. That's, yeah, that's my ability from my from my house, my car, my truck, my bus, Got or it. whatever. Got it. That's my ability to link to the Starlink. I follow. Okay, system. that that's what that is. Okay. That's my entree into the Starlink system. Also, it would be an interesting thing put on your put on your roof. I've got a little UFO on a roof. stick, and I've got it on my roof. I could. Fascinating. Or I could take it with me when I go camping. Has he discussed anything about costs or anything like that yet? Has not discussed cost, although uh, the, um, what did we say her name was? The COO. COO said um, during, the, uh, during the news conference, she said that the costs are currently... Um, in line to be commensurate with what you would pay for traditional internet service at your home today. I see. Okay. So I have to believe I'm paying, I think, mm, 100 bucks for 200 meg, um, 300 meg, something like that. I would have to believe that the, the cost that Starlink would charge would be commensurate with that price. So I do an Arbot. Yeah. Okay, cool. Very cool. Yeah. So it doesn't sound like it'd be too crazy expensive. And as a matter of fact, it'd be far cheaper to use that in rural areas than Correct. it would be to have to go conventionally in some rural areas. Correct. Got it. Okay. And again, I can't, I just, I cannot stress this enough. There, there are just areas of this country that mm -hmm. are just not ever going to be serviced. You know, one of the things I like, um, I know that with this particular uh, government here in the United States, this administration there's been a lot of discussion about really serving uh, people who live in rural areas Correct. with 5G, with, with having the connectivity. Correct. And I can see this being a big part of that and just really helping people be more connected here in the United States. Right. Now, but, I, I should tell you, I did read an article, uh, was it two weeks ago? I read an article that said, Starlink, why not 5G? And this guy said, basically, his bottom line was, look, Elon's proposed the Starlink network, and he's already said it's going to cost about ten billion with a B dollars to build. The current proposal to take the entire U.S. cellular network to 5G and put in all the fiber that would be necessary to handle that kind of traffic would cost about 150 billion. Oh wow! What a discount then. Yeah. 
tremendous discount. Yeah. So it's and, significantly and more, acces- and more accessible. And more accessible. Significantly cheaper. And again, that's comparing a global internet right. Starlink versus right. a US 5G. Interesting. Much larger footprint. Much better Whoa. coverage. So he could basically look to maybe even wipe out a lot of the cellular networks. Uh, not, w- not maybe that's the wrong. It's too strong of a word. Not 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 wiping them out, but compete heavily though. Compete heavily, where people can consider, you know, instead of going with a cellular network, maybe I can use the Starlink, Starlink network, right, and have the best of both worlds. The best of both worlds, faster, more yep. connectivity, yep, and have it anywhere. Yep, that's appealing. That's very appealing. It's very appealing. So this is going to be a fascinating year. It's going to be a fascinating (laughs) year this year. Um, I just, but the thing that I, I mean, you and I've talked about this a little bit off mic, but I just cannot overemphasize the the cultural and financial impact that this is going to have, not just on the United States, but on the globe. Okay, I know he's going to start in the United States. He's going to start in the U.S. and Canada, Mm -hmm. and I understand why because it's a it's a good market. It's a lucrative market. There's 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 lots of good. I mean, forty million people in the United States cannot get connectivity to what we call high speed internet, which is basically twenty five megabits per second or above. Right. Forty million people in America just can't get that. Right. Even if they paid a thousand dollars a month, they just can't get it. Right. 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 So those people are going to be pretty quick to sign up and and try to get into this. But imagine that all of a sudden now you are. Uh, you know, a small shop that's in rural America sure. and, and you're making a wonderful product, but really you can't get it to market any place because you don't have high-speed internet. Now all of a sudden you have high-speed internet and you can do e-commerce, you can do all kinds of things that weren't available just a year ago and you can explode your market and totally change your economic picture. Well, we've, talk, we've spoken in the past before about how, you know, like uh, stock markets, how trades are done, yes. having that connectivity, yes. much faster connectivity, yes. markets in, in Europe, markets in Asia, yes. instantly knowing a lot faster because yes. of that connectivity. Yes, um, and, and then also, I think of places like you know Africa. I think I mentioned it before, places that have never had any kind of connectivity, and like probably that, realistically ever. never will. I and mean, you know, never Tunisia will. or right. Libya. I right. Mean, right. I mean, you're just not going to drag fiber into those. I mean, it's, it's be so prohibitively expensive. Yeah, and who's going to pay for that? Right. And exactly. then how are you ever going to get the money back? <laughs> right. Right. You know, but it's cool because it just opens the possibilities to so many different ways of seeing the world. Right. You know, I could see sticking one of those UFOs on a stick, maybe right. in Antarctica. Right. Let's say. And put a camera there and always be able to have this visual satellite feed of visual representation of, exactly of whatever you see on. in Antarctica, no matter what, from anywhere in the world. Right. Uh, you could do that anywhere then. Right. Well, the, the conversation I had with a friend of mine, we were talking about Starlink and, you know, he we talked about Africa and he said, okay, well, you know, the village in Africa is going to be able to afford people to have any money. I said, well, okay, right. time out, time out, time out, time out. But what if he makes it? at an affordable price for people in Africa because it's a disadvantaged economy and it's a disadvantaged right. part of the world. Right. You know, what if he makes special offers and special discounts available and the entire village could pool their resources, right. put in one Starlink terminal and Just a good one. and a good high powered Wi Fi router, and he could he in instantly they could have the entire village could become internet enabled. Just like that. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. You know, you, you put that to places that are isolated, that are places where no one's ever been. Right. You know, and then you go to like maybe some island that, right. that's uninhabited island. Right. Stick one there, you right. know. Uh, you could use it, of course, to track right weather patterns. Right. You could use it to track. I mean, like now we have uh, uh, for tidal waves, there's a right. whole interconnective system right. of buoys out in the middle of the ocean. Right. It could help to stream that. Right. 
uh, put one near a volcano, you know, <laughs> just, well, you can but, see what volcanoes but you, look like. You talked for a minute, you talked a minute ago about, about sticking one in Antarctica and putting a webcam on it. What if we did the exact same thing on some of those, some of those, uh, sonar buoys out in the middle of the ocean? Right. You could, and, and think about how that would improve your tsunami tracking when you, when exactly. you that's where I was going. Yeah. Yeah. yeah when you have a precisely. tsunami, all of a sudden now you can have instantaneous information. You can yep. actually look at the, you could, you could punch into a webcam and you could look at the actual tsunami wave coming mm-hmm. across. I mean, mm-hmm. you'd have way more data that you could, you could use to save lives. I mean, it's really cool. And the other thing too so that, many I, that I think about, and, and, and a lot of people forget about this is there is just a tremendous amount of traffic on the ocean. Yes. And there how is. do you get satellite? Out in, I mean, it's not satellite. How do you get internet out in the ocean? Right now, you have to do one of these existing satellite right, services. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, with Starlink, you could get like really high speed, low latency internet access anywhere in the middle of the ocean. In the middle of the ocean, isn't that crazy? We're well, living some That's good times, some fun times. And he's turning this on in October. I know. Golly, I almost don't even know what to do. I know, <laughs> it's right? like I want to buy one just to see what it's like. Well, I'm working on it. <laughs> Patience. Patience is a virtue. Patience. Hello, Keith Wheeler, Trayon Technology Consulting. We make IT work for you. Say, are you in the market for a new smartphone? You know, a lot of people are. You know, 5G's coming. You know, is now the right time or should I wait? You know, these are questions that a lot of people ask, and I can help you answer those questions. Give me a call. You can reach me through my website at www.tryontechaz.com or 480-269-3115. Tryon Technology Consulting. We make IT work for you. Hi there, I'm Dan Young, co-founder of Sonic Productions, your music production company. We partner with businesses to help you deliver your best message professionally, elegantly, and with the power to capture your audience. Our goal is to serve you as you seek to grow your brand, whether you use Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or other mediums like podcasting or television. We'll work with you to custom tailor a song to fit your campaign, or you can visit our music licensing business, Sonica, to choose from over 100 original songs ready for licensing. Voiceover narration is also available. So when it's time to seriously consider growing your business, consider Sonic Productions to stand out. Sonic Productions, our music, your story. Visit us at www.sonicproductions.biz to contact our team and to learn more. So yeah, I gotta I gotta keep keep up with you as you're taking a look. And and you said you you uh, are on their Twitter feed right now. I am. Uh, and how often are you getting kind of information from that? Um, he tweets uh, a couple times a week. Okay, so that's pretty often. Yeah. So you can see some things. I there. get I get actually a little bit more out of the SpaceX feed than I do out of the Starlink feed. Okay. Um, I it. mean it was it was really busy when um, because he got on he got on after the IPO and he and he talked a little bit after the IPO and he usually gets on and monitors and then chats a little bit during the launches. So he was on when the launch went off. Right. And uh, he tweeted a little bit about the fact that the uh, um, satellite didn't stick the landing or the satellite the uh, the, uh, the, uh, the the Falcon Nine didn't stick the landing. Right. Right. And, but he did talk about the fact that they recovered the fairing and some other stuff. But yeah, it's it's uh, well, it's, it's a, just fantastic. It's just really cool. I mean, hey, we didn't stick the landing, but it's not like everything blew up. And yeah, you had to it's start not like we lost it. Right. We still have it. We just have to go through it a little bit and get some seawater out of it, and it'll be ready to fly in a couple of weeks. Don't worry. Well, even just saying sticking the landing is a new concept for 
rockets anyway. I know, right? We're Isn't actually crazy? we're landing rockets. That's we're not just crazy. launching them out and I then they fall into the ocean. It, doesn't it remind you? We're of like landing a, them. Doesn't it remind you of like a black and white sci-fi movie from the 1950s? Yeah, right. Where they show Martians straight up, like yeah, landing a a rocket on Earth from Mars. Yeah, no, it really does. It does. You can do it. He does it. Yeah, it's wild. It's crazy. Great time to be alive. I know it is. Uh, what else do we need to? Uh, what else? Have, what's been going on lately? I mean, recently. Oh well, the biggest thing I think one of the biggest things that that has come out is the fact that Elon has said that after four more launches, he's ready to go. Okay. And that came out before he did the February sixteenth launch. He said that before. So, so the February sixteenth launch launch, excuse me, would mm-hmm. count as one. Okay. So that would mean in three more launches. He has enough physical satellites in space that he can begin service. That's so cool. But I have to believe that he's going to sign up some alpha and beta test people that are yeah, going to beta test it and make sure that it's going to be stable and it's going to be okay and it's going to be robust and it's going to work the way he says. And Do you think he'll have world, worldwide coverage to start? No. He's, okay. already, he's already said that he's going to concentrate this first rollout in the U.S. and Canada. He's, okay. He's already said that. Okay. But... He's also said that his next area of concentration, and he's, he's already said he's only got a launch about one more launch to do it. Okay. Um, but he wants to do the Caribbean next. Okay. Um, and here's something else really interesting. I saw a quick sidebar from a meteorologist about how Starlink could very positively impact hurricane forecasting. I can see that. Sure. Being able to track and, and see data and, and yeah. be able to and be able to I mean drop buoys and different things as because I don't know if you know this or not but there's a there's a regular flight that they make during hurricane season that the the, the NOAA makes yes. makes yes. from I think it's I think it's out of Mississippi uh, the, but they make a regular flight from uh, an Air Force base here in the U S over to the uh, coast of of uh, Africa and back okay. right basically right over where the the uh, the track is yeah, usually where the hurricanes where all the hurricanes develop and where all those weather patterns mm-hmm. uh, hang out. Um, there's a there's a, a a drone actually that flies back and forth on a pretty regular basis and they collect all this data. Mm, okay, but if they dropped a few buoys along the way, they could get you know water temperature, water depth, uh, wave activity, uh, barometric pressure at the surface of the ocean. I mean, right. they'd, have, they'd have access to a bunch of information that they don't have right now. That's pretty cool. You know, and, and you could use that, of course, thinking about Africa again, Africa again, you can have places monitoring drought conditions, yes. uh, water conditions, yes. you know. I, I know right now they're facing locusts in a major way. You know, you could have those types of things tracked. You could see where right. they're going. Right. A, a lot of really fun stuff. There's a lot of really cool stuff. I the thing I like about it is, and you and I talked about this a little bit um, off mic before. I really like the implications that it has for agriculture around the world because, yes, with the upcoming advent of the Internet of Things, mm-hmm. we're going to be able to monitor all these different aspects of agriculture. We can monitor soil temperature. We can man- monitor the air humidity. We can monitor weather patterns. We can monitor all this different stuff. Anywhere, and we can collect all this data. Yeah. And that gives us a much better way to actually manage our farm, manage our crops, improve our, our yield. Um, all those things become available when we um, have access to the data. And we can collect the data and we can use Starlink to do that. Very cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, what else do we have? I think that's it. That's pretty cool. This yeah. is a lot of good information, dude. Well, it's, and I'm telling you, man, it's, you got to get on this Twitter feed. This guy, these guys are just doing stuff. These guys are going places. Right. I want to get in. One of the things that, that, 
and you and I talked about this off mic a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I'm really excited about is the potential uh, potential uh, for the ability to buy Starlink stock. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he made I- it. Yeah, the IPO. Yeah, the IPO. He. Well, the C actually he didn't, but the COO said that that Elon is very, very, very seriously considering spinning off Starlink in an IPO and making it a publicly traded company. Now, now since that press release, um, he's now stepped back and said, "Well, not this year, <laughs> maybe not even next year." So he's going to do it, but he's not going to do it right away. So maybe there's a test the waters kind of thing. Just well, to see if it's funny because it's funny interest. because I've read about three or four different articles from investment people about mm-hmm. Starlink and about this potential IPO. And one of the guys that I read said that, and, and I, I'm guessing maybe Elon might have read this particular <laughs> article because the guy said, "Well, you know, you might want might want to do that right up front because then maybe your competition would buy your stock and and oh. and do naughty things to your company." So. Okay, and I hadn't thought about that, but it went. Oh wow, yeah, that's probably you probably have to think about stuff like that when you're selling is, stock. Is te- well, Tesla's publicly traded, right? I mean, do you remember how that I was initially? I don't know if it's publicly traded or not. I don't know if it is either. I, I just know it's a highly valued uh, commodity, but I thought it was publicly traded. It but I did be. really. I mean, in a related subject, I did read a very interesting article about Tesla this week. Uh, mm. Some some uh, some car. Uh, research company actually bought a Tesla Model 3 and disassembled it because they wanted to see how advanced the technology was. Okay. And after they got all the way through the car and they went through all the onboard systems and everything, the guy said that that the Tesla is easily 6 years ahead of any other car manufacturer. Wow. Okay. That's pretty big. 6 years. Jeez. And and he went on to say well, that's why that it's a most, highly valued company. Most of the chips that are, he said, when you took the circuit boards apart and you looked at the chips, he said almost all the chips have Tesla logos on them, so they're not they're not commercial. They're custom right. chips made for Tesla. Right. Wow. Um, so yeah, he's well, got knows what he's silicon. doing. He's got he's got the whole shooting match. Well, that's that type of innovation, you know, taking that from cars manufacturing, then to space technology yep. communication. Yep. Very very cool. All this technology is just—it's revolutionizing our world. Boy, this is a great time to be alive. It, I, I keep saying that, but it really is. It really is. We're talking is. about going to the moon soon, then going to Mars. I know, a lot right? of fun things. Yeah, it's just a fun time to observe. Yeah, it's very cool. So, um, of course, with what you do with uh, technology, how can people reach you in order to get your help and your services? Absolutely. So you can reach me through my website at www.triunetechaz.com. That's www.triunetechaz.com. Hit the contact page and send me a contact and I will get back to you. That's right. He knows a whole lot of stuff, folks. And this is kind of fun for us to do, but he also can help you with your businesses, uh, with all of your tech needs, computer, uh, communication, everything. So make sure to give this guy a call. Good stuff, man. Yeah. Thanks again, Keith. Great work. Stay out of trouble. And that wraps up this episode of Triune's Tech Talk with Keith Wheeler. And next time, we'll be back with a whole new show for you. Check the show notes for references, along with links to contact Keith for your digital tech needs. The show is produced by Sonic Productions, and the music is licensed by Sonica. If you orbit around the tech world, our contact information is also in the show notes if you have questions or if you'd like to sponsor the show. Be sure to subscribe. The technology world is evolving, and Keith is going to be here to keep you up to date. For Keith Wheeler of Triune Technology Consulting, I'm Dan Young. We'll see you next time.